Hello and welcome to the Yarniacs podcast. This is episode 102, which we are recording on Tuesday, November 24th, 2015. I'm Gail. And I'm Charlene. And just so you know, Boo is walking around in the background. So if you hear <laughs> tinkling and you think something's following you, it is background noise from the <laughs> podcast. And we actually have my other cat, Popo, sitting with us today, or sleeping with us. Sleeping I with say. us, yes. He's and very they are, quiet. Yeah, still... they're both in. Because it happens to be raining, raining today. So it's fabulous. Everyone in Northern California is very excited. And every every time you go any place, everyone is smiling, saying, it's raining, it's raining. So, yep. Yeah. And people are driving like absolute idiots. Yeah. That's well, the only problem with the rain is people cannot handle it. And also the fact that it's a holiday week. Yes. All those people who don't normally go out and grocery shop are out. It's true. <laughs> it's Thanksgiving week here in the U.S., so it's... The beginning of the holidays and Charlene pointed out when we were talking about the date before we started recording one month till Christmas I'm having I'm shaking my head and it's down <laughs> like oh no a month until Christmas <laughs> so anyway what are you wearing today I am wearing my cupido or cupido cowl by Hiroko Fukatsu now Hiroko Fukatsu <laughs> goes boo Hiroko Fugatsu is the designer of the Hitofude cardigan, which Gail and I both have knit and really loved. And the simple cowl is knit in the round with a repeating stitch pattern. So it's wonderfully quick and delightful. And I knit mine in a yarn produced by a small yarn producer called Raveling Rose. And it is Reclaimed Cashmere by Raveling Rose. Now, if you recall me talking about Raveling Rose when I knit this cowl, which was actually last year, almost exactly a year ago. Thank you, Ravelry. Yeah, no kidding, right? <laughs> so Raveling Rose yarns are produced in very small batches, and they're difficult to come by. And when I was looking them up before, I, before we were recording, I even saw that Apparently, they're not producing yarn as of today when oh, I looked really? in their shop. Yeah. She had a she's on or a an break. Etsy shop, right? Yeah. Oh, I see. Okay. She's on a break, and I'm not sure why, and I'm not sure if that means the yarns will ever be produced again or what. But at the time, I wanted to get more, and it was a little difficult to get more because I remember, if I recall correctly, I had some questions about color, and I never got answers to the questions about color, and then there were, I, I, I can't recall exactly, but if you do happen to come across Raveling Rose yarns, they are sold, I know they are sold at Church Mouse yarns and teas, and if you do happen to come across these, do stop and feel them, because they're delightfully squishy and wonderful yeah, and pretty. if I could get my hands on more I would okay <laughs> and let me paint a picture for you right now so Charlene is wearing her cupido cowl which is a light gray she is wearing a darker gray sweatshirt a darker gray t-shirt that matches the sweatshirt exactly oh I see much I darker this is oh, green, green. <laughs> gray in that light her nails are a dark gray and she is knitting on a gray that's kind of in between the sweatshirt and the nails so you are completely monochromatic at the moment. In a good way. In a good, in a good way, way yes. I told you, guys, I was in a, a gray color space this yeah. year. Oh, and your reason. pants are gray. Yes. Wow, Amundo. <laughs> all different shades yeah, of gray. Yeah, all different shades. And it's funny, your your t-shirt is definitely an olive green. Yeah, it looked it gray. <laughs> okay, I stand corrected. Okay, what are you wearing? I am wearing all the things from my friends because I've just been so grateful for my friends lately. And... My sweater is the See You There cardigan, which my awesome friend Carol knit. She's CDN Carol on Ravelry, and she's just fabulous. She's beautiful, intelligent, funny as can be. And she sent me the sweater, and I just love it. And the weather is finally to where I can wear it all the time. It's Coquette, which is one of my favorite all-time Madeline Tosh colors, and it's just it's fabulous. It has it a hood is. with a tassel. And I what love else? That it's just delightful. I love so, that Carol, thank you so again. Much. And the design itself is by Hohi Locatelli. So, 
all the fabulous friends there. And then I'm also wearing my leg warmers that I knit a couple of years ago in the Finn hand spun yarn that my friend Donna, who is Donna Briz on Ravelry, spun for me. So I have on hand spun by a friend leg warmers. I knit them, but she spun the yarn. Knit by a friend's sweater. And I have my trickster hat. I was wearing it until I got too warm in the alpaca that I bought when I was with Carol and Hoagie. So it's all the friends surrounding <laughs> me with giant big knitting hugs today. And it's just a very happy thing. So nice. I'm super happy with my knitting and my friends and everything right now. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> so what have you been stocking? I'm excited because you and I haven't been chatting about no, it No, and I haven't had a lot of time for stocking, oh, but why. there is one small collection that came out that I thought was really intriguing. It's called Knit It Black, and it's by Alex Tinsley. And Oh, I've heard about this. Yeah, the, it's a collection of what she calls nearly black knits, and a portion of the proceeds that she makes from these patterns, she doesn't say what percentage, but she just, just says a portion, are going to be donated to animal rescue charities that focus on rehoming black animals and other difficult to place animals. And I'm getting tears in my yeah, eyes talking I'm about looking it. looking at Boo and thinking of Lucy. Exactly, because Gail and I both have black pets and Boo is a shelter cat. And when we were at the shelter looking at cats, Boo was our favorite cat. But at the time we didn't know and the shelter the person who was working at the shelter went on to explain to us why they were doubly thrilled that this cat was being placed because it was a, an all-black cat. He doesn't have any colored markings on him at all. And people who adopt pets, by far, they want animals that are colors or if it's a predominantly black cat, they want some marking right. on the cat. That's the preference for people who are adopting. Why? I guess it's because they think they're prettier and perhaps all black cats they think aren't as good looking. I don't know. I have always loved black cats, so I find that surprising. Black animals are difficult to photograph. I will they say are, that. yes. <laughs> but I don't understand the reluctance to adopt and own black pets either. I mean, Lucy is 100% black except for a couple gray hairs on her belly. <laughs> and we just love that beast. Yeah. It's from us when we go to adopt, it has always been based on personality rather than the color of the cat. We've never set out and said, let's go find an orange cat or let's go find a gray cat because you don't know what's going to be there. And I say that as if we've adopted a lot of cats. To be honest, we have only chosen two cats ever other cats that we have had a lot of cats but every other cat we've had has come to us from other circumstances such as a cat that was born feral we've adopted a lot of those or somebody had kittens that kind right. of thing so the whole black animal phenomenon was new to us yeah so I didn't know about <laughs> yeah so, and and since then as i've looked on the internet and done research on it i found out that yes it, it really is an issue and lots of adoption and animal agencies experience that issue and try to do things to make the all black animals more appealing so that they will be adopted and find the loving homes that they deserve yeah <laughs> so enough about that Back to the knitting. The Knit It Black collection, like I said, a portion of the proceeds will be donated to animal rescue charities, but the collection contains six knits, two pullovers, one long and one short-sleeved, one fingerless mitts, one cowl, and two hats. And I have to say, I think I like everything in this collection. <laughs> I'm looking it up now. I looked at it when it first came out, but I don't remember what was One there. hat is just ribbing, really basic. One hat is chunky with cables, also pretty basic. The long sleeve pullover 
looks like something that I would wear. It's very classic, square-necked with set-in sleeves. And the pitch, which is the short sleeve pullover, is knit in an interesting way. If I recall correctly, it is knit front, over the top, and then down the back in the way that the short sleeve tank top that I knit over the summer was knit, oh, where you yeah. just go up and down. And since this has sleeves, it results in dolman like sleeves because you just knit the sleeves up and then you knit the sleeves down the other side and then the cowl looks pretty basic it's a single wrap cowl looks like the same pattern i don't know how many rows the repeat goes very basic and the fingerless gloves or mitts i think i called them fingerless mitts before but i think all mitts are fingerless aren't they because oh, <laughs> then it would be a glove. Oh, or they mitten. look like gauntlets, but she. Yes, listen, I get it. They okay. are more gauntlets. That's that's exactly how I was going to describe them, but gauntlets or mitts, you can pull them down over your hands too. Those are basic ribbing. It looks pretty simple to complete, and not too much detail since everything is knit in black, and she did a fairly good job photographing she because did. I was you just can thinking, see yeah. some of the details. Because just like black pets are difficult to photograph, right. black mitts <laughs> are as well. But all of the pattern pictures, I can clearly see the pattern. The only one is pitch, that short that one. one. I can't even solid, tell it's dolman Solid sleeves. black, yeah. yeah. I had to go look at the description of that one as well. Everything else has a little bit of tone to it and lots of contrast so that you can see the stitches and the toned stitches stand out. Yeah, I'm really impressed with how well she did the photography. Yeah. So beautiful fun... yarn choices too. It is. Oh my goodness it gracious. Is. Yeah. So that was the only thing that I've been looking at. I thought that was a fun idea, a fun collection, and I like a lot of the patterns. So I'm going to be looking at that one. Well, and I know that Alex Tinsley is participating in the Indie Gift Along, which is involved with my stocking and I'm looking to see if any of those are in the bundle. Hmm. No, it doesn't appear that they are. Okay. Probably because it's a collection. Yeah. But she has several. But I think you can buy them individually as well. Yeah. Maybe not. It okay. Did, yeah. I think it was $24 for the collection of six patterns or you could purchase them individually. Okay. Yeah. So that's again, Knitted Black Collection by Alexandra Tinsley. How about you? What are you stocking? So as I just alluded to, the Indie Gift Along has begun. So by the time this podcast goes live, the sale week will be over, unfortunately. But hopefully I've posted in our group and many other groups have been chattering about it. There is an enormous collection of indie designers who are participating. And the deal is they each put up a bundle of patterns, anywhere I think between five and 20 of their patterns that are all 25% off for this one week. And then five weeks, I think it's November 19th through December 31st is the knit along. So you can knit any of the, I believe four purchase patterns by any of the participating designers to be included in the knit along. And it's just really, really fun. I think this is the third year they've done it. And you can look at the group on Ravelry, it's called Indie Gift Along. And they're just a phenomenal collection of patterns that are discounted. And I, oh my gosh, the bundle, they've created a bundle that is all of the gift along patterns in one bundle. It is 106 pages of patterns in Ravelry. I got to, I scrolled through, there's also a thread in the group that shows all of the designers and they have links directly to their gift along bundles in that thread. I think there are 13 pages of participating designers. And I went through that thread entirely and that took a long time. Wow, yeah. <laughs> and then the bundle of 106 pages of patterns, I got through like page 20 and oh decided goodness. it was better for my health if I stopped. Better for the yeah, health I and bank account. I could never do that. <laughs> yeah, but there are so many beautiful patterns. Wow. So patterns that I have selected that I have purchased and or already had in my library. Trickster by Elizabeth Doherty, which is the hat that I'm wearing today. 
And that's just a beautiful cabled hat in worsted weight yarn that's a very quick knit. I'm also going to knit the hat called Mom's Favorite Color, which is by Paige Resenfeld. Hopefully I pronounced that correctly, Paige. She is Faya PL on Ravelry. And it's a beautiful hat knit in DK weight wool. And it is a plaid pattern. So I haven't looked at the pattern very carefully yet, but it appears that maybe slip stitches are involved to get the plaid color work. I'm not mm. exactly sure how she did it, but it's beautiful. It's a really, really pretty hat. It has a giant pom-pom, which of course you could omit if you didn't want to do it, but that's going to be knit during this season. I also purchased a shawl called Zirkus by Lisa Haynes, which is a beautiful two-color shawl. And I purchased the hat called Elf Baby Hat by Robin <laughs> Weldon, and it's adorable. It's just this elf hat that has a pom-pom and it's in sizes infant through adult. So mm. pretty comprehensive sizing on that pattern. Mm -hmm. And I'm also vacillating on whether or not to buy the Lily Pilly pattern by Amba O'Brien. And those of you in the group who have been enabling me know who you are, Laura and Robbie and Aaron from Double Knit. And there are a lot of people who either purchased it already and or are knitting it. It's a three color rectangular wrap that has a section of two color striped garter stitch followed by a third color section of lace. And it's stunning. The things holding me back include the fact that it's about 1200 yards. Oh, it's gonna be huge. It's huge. So it's like knitting a sweater. So that's one thing holding me back. The second thing is I don't know how to style rectangular wraps very well. I, I don't know was, how to wear them. That was going to be my question. Okay, so it's gorgeous. You love it. It's stunning. You want to make it. How will you, you wear, wear it? it? And yeah. what will you wear it with? That's the thing. So and in I have, what situations? <laughs> I have a beautiful rectangular wrap that I knit. I have two. I have undulation, which is stunning, that I knit a couple years ago. And I have Fabergé by Laura Ayler, that I knit many, many years ago. Mm -hmm. That's beautiful, but I never wear them because I don't know how to put them on. They never feel right when I put them on. I think what I'm going to do is just start wearing them kind of as a scarf mm -hmm. because undulation is knit in lace weight, so it can crunch up really well right. to do that, but then you can't see the beautiful zigzag undulating pattern. And same with Fabergé. You lose the beauty of the knit by scrunching it up and wearing it scarf-like. Someone, I think it might have been Anne, AG so-and-so, suggested that you actually seam part of the rectangle together, kind of like the easy folded poncho, and turn it into, it wouldn't be a poncho because it's not long enough, but it would just be something kind of vaguely poncho or cowl-like, yeah, that you just put yeah. it on over your head. So playing around with that. So Lily Pilly, high up on the stocking list, but... Just don't know how I would wear it exactly. I definitely have yarns and stash that I could use to knit it, and it would be stunning and beautiful. And if I could figure out how to wear it, I think I'd wear it a lot. So I, I made a, I think, to me, I think it's very large rectangular wrap many years ago, and I haven't worn it so much I don't know if I wore it at all last year. If I did, it was very rarely because it's so big that it's very warm. The one that I made is in alpaca wool mm. nylon blend, perhaps. It was a an older sock yarn that had some alpaca in it. And I know I used two skeins. I don't think I used three. So let's say that one was about 800. And this pattern calls for 1200 right it's a <laughs> so it would be even larger yeah. i guess you would have but to look it at beautiful? the beautiful it is beautiful but perhaps you could look at the pattern and see if there's a way to make it a little smaller maybe make each section smaller yeah i'm sure you could yeah and it isn't it on the bias too so it gives you yeah. kind of a trapezoid versus a, a regular rectangle but yeah, that's that's brewing in the back of but my mind. But I think maybe if you could make each section a little smaller, that might make it more desirable for our climate. Because it is fun to wear the rectangular shawl 
bunched up, like you were saying, yeah. as a scarf because it gets really big and fluffy and it just feels warm and it feels really cozy. And if you're wearing it with a coat on a particularly cold day, it's really nice to be able to then double it around your shoulders. Mm-hmm. So you get that extra warmth. But again, whether we would need that for this climate, not really sure. Well, my undulation, I guess I should pull that out and start wearing it. It's a, so I knit that. It's a striped zigzagish pattern that I used a Freya hand paint, one of her color changing yarns that changes very slowly, mm-hmm. striped with black, Madeline Tosh lace in black. Mm-hmm. And it's so pretty. And if I could figure out how to wear that, I think I need to start trying to figure that out. Because yesterday I wore my star shower cowl, the cowl chalette mm-hmm. hybrid, that's what she calls them, by Hilary Smith Callis, while I was wearing a sweater. So I was wearing my Armand, that cowl, my grandfather's hat, and something else. That was obviously <laughs> very cold. And when I went to walk the dog, when I put Armand on, you can't wear that cowl down around your shoulders mm-hmm. really with the sweater on. Right. So I pulled that up around my neck. It's like, oh, this is delightful because yeah. in the house you can pull it down over your shoulders if you're cold. And then when you go out and you have your sweater on, you pull it up around yeah. your neck. So I need to figure out how to wear undulation like that. And then if I can figure that out, I will knit Lily Pilly probably next year. <laughs> so that's good to hear you were wearing your star shower because I haven't mentioned that one for stocking, but I have printed out the star shower pattern and it's been sitting on my knitting table and ah. I've been thinking about yarns to use for it. It's so. a fun knit. And Shasta it looks like it. The sweet, wonderful Shasta, she got me the Adama pattern as a gift for our hundredth episode. And that's Hiller Smith Callis, the same type of hybrid, but in mm-hmm. worsted weight. Oh, okay. So I was thinking yesterday as I was practically shivering, oh, I need to knit a Dama too. But I don't have like a, a two skein batch of worsted in my closet. I either mm-hmm. have sweater <laughs> quantity or I have one skein for right. a hat. So that might have to be a stitches endeavor. Yeah. Or I was also... our local yarn store where Charlene's working, where she works, they're having a 20% off sale. And I keep resisting the temptation to go down there. Oh, I'll just buy enough for the Adama cowl. It's like, oh, you have enough to knit for the rest of your life. You don't need to knit that cowl right now. Where are some of the other ones you have? So anyways, that was a huge digression over the Lily Pilly. How do you wear a rectangular wrap (laughs) question? That's good. Why don't we have folks, if you love to wear rectangular wraps or have a way that you would like to share let's talk about that in the thread for this episode right and linda naughty 54 is also knitting one right now she's using Mm. cormo the elemental effects cormo i bought that one skein of natural when we were out Mm -hmm. shopping for your birthday Mm -hmm. she bought three different skeins to knit that and oh that would be so squishy and wonderful (laughs) so yes here i am fantasizing about it as you can tell (laughs) so let's move on to what are you knitting in my hands right now i am knitting true by hohi locatelli you have heard me talk about this in the past it's a pattern that Hohi released back in January of this year as part of the Interpretations 2 collection. And I have loved the true sweater since Gail and I were able to see the samples at Stitches this year in February. So I purchased yarn while at Stitches, and the yarn and the pattern have been waiting patiently and patiently and patiently for me (laughs) to knit it. And suddenly... Last week, maybe two weeks ago, I decided that I had to have this sweater. So it is now on the needles. And I am using, I'm looking for my wound up ball of yarn and it was on the floor. (laughs) I am using a yarn that I purchased at Stitches, like I said, from Abstract Fiber called Rothko. And it's in the silver colorway. Gail mentioned that I was knitting gray. It's a lovely medium gray, a little blue leaning, I think, but not not blue-ish. No, just not at a all. more cool leaning than warm leaning. And the Rothko is 
85% wool and 15% silk. Polworth. And it, I was going to yeah. say, it's a breed-specific wool. It's Polworth, as Gail said. I love that yarn. I just love it. And at Stitches, they had special put-ups of this yarn. I believe they were 700 yeah. yards per skin. Or 720 or 720, yeah. somewhere like around So there. I bought two to complete my true sweater. And I'm going to have... I'm, looks like I'm going to have way more than enough. I had been worried that I was cutting it too close, but I'm, I've gotten pretty far on the sweater. It starts, you start knitting it at the collar, you knit the collar, then you separate for the fronts and the back, and then you bring them all together under the arm. And I have already joined mine and I'm Knitting towards completion of the first skein. She is smoking through this. <laughs> she is smoking. And through once it. I, I was stunned. Once I finish the first skein, I'll do the sleeves, and then I'll know how much yarn I have left to play with for length. The original pattern is very long. It's it's a coat almost, and I believe looking at the pictures and when I try, when I. Yes, the sample. When we saw the sample, it goes down to your knees. Yes, incredibly <laughs> long. That's why, so we were debating if she would have enough yarn if she purchased two skeins of the Rothko, and we were talking about the length, how you wouldn't want it that long. How I wouldn't want it that yeah. long, yeah. And I actually am going to leave off the pockets, too, because I thought that I wouldn't have enough yarn, but now it looks like I could have done pockets because I'm probably not going to do it that yarn that long, but it's okay. It's all good. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to keep going because the other thing was that the pockets were a little awkward for me. I'm not sure why. They were too far. They were too far back with the way I was the sweater fit on me. Although, so, you know, thinking about it, I think the gather together. Oh, I don't think they were set back quite that far. No, they no, weren't. they're not. Never mind. They were But either way. I'm moving along, so that's the first thing. I love the construction, I love the collar, and I hope to have this one finished in a few weeks. Be nice if I could finish it in a few weeks. I always slow down when I get to the sleeve, so we'll see. Yeah, but then you knit sleeves a lot faster than I do. It's like you and I both like have to get over the sleeve hump, but once we're over it, you seem to smoke through yours a lot faster than mm. I do. Because you don't mind knitting sleeves as much. That could be it. And then this sweater doesn't have fastenings on the front either. So once you're done knitting, just block it and then I can wear it. Yeah, there's yeah. no finishing. Yeah. So, and then the second thing I'm still knitting is my secret garden shawl. I don't think I'm going to have this finished on time for the end of the knit along, but I will be almost there. I'm into my second skein of yarn now and... I have, oh, I want to say three more repeats, I think, left of the main body repeat. And you don't and think you'll finish that by the end of the year? December 31st this, is the end. It you depends. You finish that. It depends how addicted to true I stay. Because once I started this, yeah, I kind of got monogamous. addicted to yeah. this. Because <laughs> the knitting on this one is so fun. It's, there's ribbing and then stockinette and ribbing. And basketball season is in full swing right now, and the Golden State Warriors are going for 16 Ooh, and I 0 heard tonight. that. I heard. So this uh, true has been really good basketball knitting. That's why you're smoking through it, because you have basketball to watch. That's true. Is it gauge-changing knitting, where like, it's such an exciting game that you think your gauge might be changing from one I game to not. another? <laughs> I hope not. I have that issue. Yeah. So those are the only two things I'm working on. How about you? Well, I wanted to make one comment about the secret garden knit along before we moved along because yesterday, Melanie, who is vegan monkey mama on Ravelry, posted the most beautiful picture and post in our secret garden knit along thread. And I just wanted to thank you, Melanie. That just totally made my day yesterday. So if anyone's curious, go check that thread out in Ravelry and you can see her beautiful daughter Ruby in her new sweater and hear how her family is loving I that I was going to say, she has posted several messages during the knit along. Just really nice, nice experiences that she's had with her family in the yeah, book. And that, I, I've loved hearing that too. I love that stories can have such an impact. Yes. It's just... Yeah. Heartwarming to me. Yeah. 
So what am I knitting? I also am knitting a Hohi Locatelli pattern. I'm still working on my Ecuador sweater, which I'm knitting in Dragonfly Fibers Pixie in the pumpkin head colorway. That is, the body is almost done. So I have, I think, two body lace sections and then the six row garter stitch to do and then the body's done and I'm on to sleeves. So I think you and I might hit sleeves at the same time, <laughs> yeah. but mine's on fingering and yours is on DK. So yours will go faster, but I'm going to knit short sleeves on mine and layer it over things because it's, because it's a fingering weight sweater. I think it's more of a transitional season sweater versus wear it now when it's cold out sweater, but around the house, it would be perfect over a long sleeve shirt. So I'm enjoying that knitting a lot. And I'm also still knitting on Mike's sweater, although unfortunately I have not made much progress since the last podcast. I did finish the twisted rib cuffs and I'm ready to work on the stockinette portion of the sleeves, but I got distracted by all the other knitting projects. So it's still sitting there waiting, but I did block the fronts and the back and I had a moment of sheer panic because I have the sweater blocking out on the table right side up. So the back and the two fronts were right side up. And optical illusion, <laughs> I kept looking at it on the table thinking, oh no, I did the tops of the fronts wrong. I'm going to have to rip them out. I somehow reversed them. I figured from the underarms up to the bind off where you shape the slant for the shoulders. It was the slant for the shoulders that I thought was wrong. And I kept thinking to myself, how could I have done it incorrectly? Because I was so careful I'd marked the left front versus the right front, and I was very meticulous about not messing them up. But I thought, okay, I did it. I managed to mess them up somehow. I don't know how I did it, but I did it. But then I unpinned them and turned the back over so that the correct side was down and put the fronts on top, and relief, it was fine. So (laughs) I don't have to re-knit any part of that sweater, thank goodness, but I do when I, so I have a four day weekend this coming weekend for the holiday and I will seam the shoulders and then start picking up for the collar and button bands so that I can be doing that in daylight because that's going to be an eye murderous event. <laughs> so yarn is so yes. dark. Luckily the needle I have for that is the lighter wood knit picks needle. So that makes it easy because right. you can see the stitches better. Yeah. The other needle I'm using for the body is a darker needle. And now, of course, I'm wishing I'd purchased a lighter needle to do the body as well, but whatever. I'm also making incredible progress on my Learn to Knit a Log Cabin Blanket. All 12 squares are done with their, you know, up to the border part. Mm -hmm. And I laid them all out on the bed and marked which one was going to be in which spot on the, the overall blanket so that I could do the border. So I've started the border one square, the border is done. I'm working on the second square right now. And that's kind of obsessing me at the moment. You know, you hit that point in a project where you can see the finish line. There's like the light at the end of the tunnel and you just want it. You want it so badly that that's all you want to knit. (laughs) (laughs) There's my product knitter rearing Mm -hmm. its head, you know, I just want to get to the end. And I know that Okay, there are 12 of them to go, and that's going to be like a 1,000 yards of knitting. So I'm going with the rush while I have it now, knowing I'm going to peter out after, you know, know, four or so of the 12. And then I'll get into Mike's sweater and make some progress on that and, of course, finish Ecuador. But I also am working on a new project I cast on last night called the Checkerboard Mitts, which is a pattern by Helen Stewart of Curious Handmade. She is also participating in the Indie Gift Along Knit Along, and she also has released her third annual Knit Vent series. So she does a five-week, this year it's five weeks, where every week she releases a new pattern that's intended to be something that's manageable for gift knitting for the season. And she's released two beautiful shawls and a cowl, and we did have a discount available, but I'm so sorry, I forgot to mention it on air. Hopefully some of you took advantage of that before it expired. And beautiful, beautiful patterns. And the checkerboard mitts were from her very first knit vent collection. And I will tell you about the yarn I'm using when we get to what are you swatching? Because it's a new to me yarn that is fabulous. And I knit the first mitt pretty much in one sitting last night. Wow. It was a long sitting because I'm facilitating a training class for Uganda. So we were from 
7.45 to 11.30. So almost four hours of knitting, but it went really quickly and it's a really great pattern. I'm really enjoying it. So I highly recommend that one. And great for, it's written, she says, for men, but you can either add or omit four stitches to adjust the size. And I omitted four stitches and dropped two needle sizes and it's fitting me perfectly. Mm -hmm. So I'm super happy with that one. That was a lot of knitting. I'm usually so monogamous and I feel kind of scattered with my knitting, but it's all in a good way. It's not stressing me out. Like we get that way every holiday season Yeah, because we both tend to do smaller projects around this time of year. Yeah. But I've got two sweaters on the needles, a giant blanket on the needles. And then I do have a mitt. Well, (laughs) just because we start lots of small projects doesn't mean that we still have the big ones. Yeah, we still have the big ones. Yeah, which is why there are so many whips. Yeah. Oh, I cannot wait till the end of Christmas where Mike's sweater is done, hopefully the blanket's done, and it's a whole clean slate for 2016. (laughs) Oh, which reminds me, don't forget about the self-indulgent knit-along, which will start on January 1st. I haven't opened a thread. I should do that. I think I already know what I want to knit. I have not thought about it yet. I have. So I've thought have long think. and hard. There's a sweater I've been wanting to knit for a mighty long time, and I think January mm. 1st will be the day it starts. I'll have to think about that. That'll be fun to think about. Yep. <laughs> Something to look forward to, right? Yeah. Or it's all just for us. <laughs> yeah. And what have you finished since the last episode? Only one tiny small hat. That's it. Tiny small hat. <laughs> tiny small hat. It's a child's hat. It's going to go to charity. I did not use a pattern. It just has several inches of ribbing, then stockinette, then your basic decreases. And knit in the round. I think it's super wash wool. Is that the one you were working on last time we yeah, recorded? It is. So that one will go to charity or perhaps to the homeless garden project in town. How does that work, the Homeless Garden Project? Do you donate items you that they sell? You just donate items okay. and they sell them in the store and the money goes to their project. We had the school auction for Max's Middle School the last two weeks and I donated three hand-knit items and they went for a paltry sum, but oh. you know it's still supporting the school. So yeah. hopefully it's set prices for the Homeless Garden Project. So that's a little more uplifting, but... Still, I was glad to support the school. <laughs> Wish they had gone for a little bit more, but that's okay. Hopefully they will make nice gifts for yeah. someone this year. So how about you? Have you finished anything? Only the log cabin squares. And oh, I say okay. only, but that was quite an accomplishment. So I'm yeah, super, super happy with that. Wow. Yep. And I love, so Max went to the Swift Stitch with me to pick out what the color should be. That's the border. And he said, black, go black. And I'm really happy with it. So... It's a nice contrast that makes all the other jewel tones pop. Delightfully pop. So, that's all I finished. Okay. This week we have a segment of What Are You Swatching? And we have a couple of yarns from Shalimar Yarns. We're going to talk about one of them today, the Breathless Kush. And one of them next episode. Yeah, and one of them next episode. The Breathless Kush is, amazing. is a chunkier <laughs> version of their regular breathless, which I believe they have in DK and fingering, possibly other weights. I didn't go through the whole list of yarns, but I know that breathless is one of their standard bases. It is 75% superwash merino and 15%, 15% cashmere and 10% silk. And the skein is 145 yards and Gail used it to knit her fingerless mitt that yeah, she was checkerboard talking mitts. about. This yarn is heavenly. Oh my goodness gracious. So neither Charlene nor I typically knit with bulky wool simply because it's not usually cold enough here to wear it. So this is a bulky yarn and it's plied. It's not really tightly plied. It's plied, I would say, just enough to be springy and cushy. Mm-hmm. And I've never used an MCS, Marine sorry merino cashmere silk blend before this is my first time i may be hooked because it has all of the features that i love everybody loves yeah yes you get so i've used a lot of merino cashmere nylon blends but the silk instead of nylon gives it the sheen 
Gives and it that shine bit of sheen. that I love from silk yarns. I will walk into a yarn store and nine times out of 10, I walk straight to silk blends <laughs> because the shine and the sheen always just draws my eye. And this is no exception. It's plump. It's happy to knit. It is bouncy. I was, as I was knitting yesterday, I was thinking meaty, beady, big and bouncy, which is the title of a Who record. Not that it has anything to do with meaty, but it just, that's what this yarn was saying to me. And the name Kush, oh, is so appropriate. It is so cushy. So I did our typical, what am I swatching categories. And the first one is texture. I would definitely call this very smooth. It is plied, but it has, I want to say it's two ply, but I could be totally wrong because it's very round. So I think it must be a three ply. Otherwise, it wouldn't be quite as round, but it's very, very smooth. Three. Three ply. Thank you. And the sheen is just glorious thanks to that percentage of silk blended into the yarn. Density rating. It's dense, but not heavy. So it's 145 yards to 115 grams. And if you hold the skein in your hand, it doesn't feel as heavy as you would expect for a bulky weight yarn. It's not super lofty either, but it's a it's a nice, I guess, a nice balance between mm -hmm. dense and lofty, especially for a bulky weight. I'm very happy with the density of it. Fuzz factor, there's just the teeniest, tiniest halo because of the cashmere in the mm -hmm. yarn. And I expect that it will pill. I will let you know after I start wearing the mitts. But with that cashmere content, it's likely to pill at least a little bit. And wearability... This is 100% next to the skin <laughs> soft, baby. I'm I'm just, this is delightfully soft. Yeah. It is heavenly. I mean, you could knit anything with, you could knit underwear. <laughs> I would really recommend it, but that's how soft it is. It's incredible. So this one gets a huge thumbs up for me. And it makes me wish that we either, one, needed more bulky garments around here, or two, I know they'll be at Stitches and I'm going to definitely check out the other breathless weight yarns yeah. because they're a similar blend, but different weights. It's nice. And I used the colorway, I forgot to tell you, called Radio Flyer, as in I assume the wagon. And it yeah. is a beautiful... Bright red, just like the wagons. It's kind of a darker red to me. I think of the Radio Flyer wagon as being much brighter than this. Huh. But this actually reminds me of Tarte, Madeline Tosh Tarte. Oh, okay. But... Not quite the same. It is not as tonal as Tarte would no. be, but it's not a flat color either. There's some tonality to it. So definite big thumbs up for Shalimar Breathless Kush. And again, that's 75% Merino, Superwash Merino, 15% Cashmere, and 10% Silk. Just heavenly. You can hear Poe in the background. He's scratching <laughs> to get out the door. Okay. So that's what are we swatching. And next week, next episode, we'll have a different Shalimar yarn. It's that season again where we're trying out new yarns because the weather changed and we have quite a few yarns to review over the next several episodes. And that's always super fun for us. And that was a perfect marriage of yarn and pattern too. This yarn for the checkerboard mitts. I'm mm -hmm. very happy with the combination. It looks great. And then we also wanted to share a book that we got recently called Mini Skein Knits, 25 Knitting Patterns Using Small Skeins and Leftovers. And the book is published by Lark, but it doesn't have an editor's name. No, but the editor is Connie Santisbon, and I'm probably mispronouncing that, Connie. She is Lemon Tango on Ravelry, and I think the parent company is Sterling Publishing. Mm -hmm. And I know that she and... I think it's her publishing venture. I'm not certain, but I think. And she actually, a lot of the designers in the book are part of their New York, sorry, New York Yarn Stalkers group. So they're a bunch of friends who go to events together, hang out together. And Yelena Dasher, who I've talked about many times on the podcast, she's Y Malcolm. She is one of the featured designers, as well as several other people who I've PM'd with on Ravelry and follow on Instagram. And it's really fun to see a group of friends get together and do a venture like this. And 
The whole focus of the book is to use mini skeins and or partial skeins that you have left in your stash. 25 knitting patterns using small skeins and leftovers. And leftovers. Now that's what I wanted to mention. Everybody's got leftovers. And so as you would imagine, all of these projects are multicolored. Everything. Yeah, everything has stripes or colors thrown in, color blocking. I think there's some color work. There is, yes. There's a fair amount of color work. Yeah, quite a bit of color work, actually. It's in four different sections for the head, neck, and shoulders, for the hands, leg, and feet, legs, and feet for the body and for the home. So there's a super wide variety of different patterns and in a lot of different weight yarns. And you know how I love stripes and color work and bright colors. So I have a list of my favorite patterns. That's like half the book. (laughs) (laughs) I got a little carried away. Well, that was going to be my next question. What drew you in particularly? Was there any one pattern or two that you could see yourself making well yes in fact there are let me turn the page to all of them so i listed one two three four five six seven eight different patterns and then i had to put stars next to the ones that i knew i would actually knit so the first one is head in the clouds hat by jess kalberg and it's a fingering weight slightly slouchy hat that is in scallops and she uses very tonal colors so it's very subtle and the gathers the gathers the decreases at the crown make this really fun like twisty effect at the top i just think it's adorable and everybody has enough fingering weight scraps in their stash to knit this she used a madeline tosh unicorn tails which are madeline tosh merino light Mm -hmm. little mini skeins i just love this hat in fact i will probably knit this sooner rather than later (laughs) kind of reminds me of the cuba street hat except for that was chevrons and this one is scallops so it's kind of similar in idea there were a few chevron patterns in this book if Mm -hmm. i recall correctly and i like chevrons there was a chevron scarf that i liked i also liked the infinite rainbow cowl which is just knit just a cowl that's knit in the round and then joined so the tube itself of the cowl is actually knit in the round so it's double thick so it would be a very warm cowl, and then you knit it end to end, and I believe you graft the ends together, and the stripes alternate. It, the pictured cowl is gray with the rainbow colors. That's beautiful. In descending order. I liked that. I knit a similar scarf, so it's yes, very similar did. to this in gray, but it's not grafted at the end, so it's a scarf. And I did want to mention the photos are beautiful. They have nice pictures of the actual knit objects so that you can see them very clearly which we've lately been saying that that's a disappointment to us and some of the other things we've been reviewing but the photos are really good and the charts so every project that is color work has a chart as well as written instructions so that's fabulous and i would also say this is a great book for beginners i was thinking that as i was looking through it because the very first section is all basic techniques So if you didn't know how to do certain techniques, they're all described. Anything you need to know to knit something in the book is described in the beginning. And then every pattern has a skill level marking. And the majority of them are easy. Some of them are intermediate, but almost all of them are easy, skill level easy. So this would be a great book for a beginner knitter. So the one photography fail I wanted to mention (laughs) was the jewel box shawl that's my only complaint too you can't tell you what can't it looks tell like. what the shape is and i'm so sad because it's so pretty it looks so pretty and i keep getting drawn to the pictures because they used really beautiful jewel tone colors mm-hmm. as the name suggests but you can't tell and they don't describe or say what shape the shawl is yeah there's no schematic or anything no for it. so it and is... that was that was another thing i noticed no schematics and yeah. that would have really helped because i would almost guess okay maybe it's a triangular shawl 
But the second picture they show of it has a flat edge. Yeah, it's like they cut off the triangle and it's right. yeah, straight so across in the back. I have no idea. I agree with that. Right? <laughs> it definitely that one. So is that a one fail. that one keeps bothering me. Yeah. I keep going back to that and looking at it because the it's super pretty. the colors are very pretty. I also really like the matrix mitts. They are a fingerless mitt pattern that's also by Jess Kalberg. And they are using the traditional lice color work, which means that they're just, how do you describe that? Like every third or fifth stitch is a color work stitch. So very easy color work. So if you're looking for a first time color work project, that would be a really easy one to start with. And they use a beautiful bright green with a variegated different tones of green as the lice stitch. It is every fourth stitch I think is a light stitch or something like that it they're just super cute and I could totally see how you could mix and match different colors for the lice color work in there and they could be super duper fun so and obviously a super easy fast knit as well because they don't take a whole lot of yarn so that's another one of my faves what about you Boone is the, restless today. I, he is. It's the wind. <laughs> in the home section, I thought the waffle coasters were fun. Those are cute. If you need a small hostess gift or just a small gift for somebody, you could make a set of these in leftover yarns, any col any two colors. And they look like they would be fun to knit. I've never made coasters. Josie made coasters once for some of our friends. It yeah. was very cute. We actually need coasters, so I'll have to think about that. I like the just the way the color is simple. It looks like a little X in there. Yeah, it is simple. And then the little coffee cozies I thought Those were are fun, cute. too. They're very cute. Those one of the Chevron projects in the book, and I thought they were fun. And also easy, also would be a quick holiday-type knit. You could use that for your class. Almost. could oh, use this a for a class you could, pattern but you know, something simple like yeah. that yeah yeah it's also just a fun thing to have on hand to give to friends yeah like exactly <laughs> or warm beverages <laughs> the simple sideways mitts are super cute that's by andy smith and they are knit lengthwise and they have pretty purple stripes of course you can do any color stripes you want and then they're seamed so it's just a very simple knit it doesn't also doesn't take much yarn and would go really, really quickly. Super cute. Of course, I'm just attracted to all these bright colors in here. I'm a sucker <laughs> for them every time. Yeah, it's fun. The two sweaters are both by Yelena Dasher, Rainbow Cardi, and A Mermaid Darkly. And they're both very pretty because, of course, I love all those colors. One is a cardigan and one is a pullover. So there are two garments and then the rest are mostly accessories and then the cute little home items. The chevron boot toppers would also be a super fast, easy knit. They're just super cute chevrons that are boot toppers, as right. the name implies. <laughs> yeah, I think for leftovers, the accessories are probably what draws me in more than anything else because my leftovers tend mm -hmm. to be accessory amounts. So they would be a useful way to use accessories and also a quick knit. And for the two garments of the sweaters, but also for leftovers, you could do the stripes. So one of the sweaters is striped with rainbow stripes against, I'm trying to get to the page. I keep passing it up. I think it's a gray. Yeah, I think it's a gray too. And you could do any color sequence that you want, right. with any any leftovers that you have. It's like a taupe color, beige color. And then the other one is a pullover that it's kind of a color it's like a color scheme that goes blue to turquoise to green to gray but there's a darker stripe of blue in between each of the bigger stripes so again you could totally use leftovers and just make it a color stripe sequence that you love so i think the leftovers would work for every single project in this book so pretty cool love it you guys very well done connie and all the designers Thank you very much for sending it to us for a review. I will definitely be needing some of these soon. I think I will too. Yeah, I'm super excited to use <laughs> up some of the scraps for these. Yes, exactly. And then the last thing we wanted to mention briefly was a fun little tool that Gail and I were given to try 
back in April when we had our retreat. Yeah, and I forgot all about them. (laughs) Well, I used them. I have used them. Yeah, but then, you know, every time I have a mistake, I wish I had one in my project bag. So I need to, I need to like (laughs) scatter them them about through your bags. Yeah. Now this tool is called Fix a Stitch. You've it's been around for a while. It's not new. You've probably seen them. They're bright pink double-ended crochet hooks. And they were a supporter of our knockers retreat. They had given us a couple of prizes to give away at the retreat. And at that time, Gail and I were also given a few individual hooks to try. And basically, you use it when you're trying to fix, you can use it for any any application that you would use a crochet hook for, of course, but the double-endedness comes in when you're trying to pull up or ladder up a stitch in garter stitch. Like a dropped stitch. Because instead of going knit, purl, knit, purl, you just pull through one side, pull through on the other side, pull through on one side, pull through on this side. Yeah, you actually slide that little hook from one end to the other end, and you don't have to take your hook out, set it through the back of the fabric, and then take it out, put it through the front of the fabric like you would a single-sided crochet hook. There's a great little video demonstrating how to use it, and it's really fast to use. So if you have a drop stitch, it just lickety-split is easy to fix. It's funny because I have been fixing my own dropped stitches with just a regular crochet hook for years and years when I finally did try this I had to stop and think about it (laughs) (laughs) I did too because I'm so used to fixing my own drop stitches or you know if I'm dropping down to fix something I I do it without thinking about it so when I use (laughs) this it it made me have to pause think about what I was doing to fix it but I assume that if you use it a lot it will come such second nature to you. Well, that's why I know there's a video for it. Because yes. I was like, wait a second. This should oh, be okay. really easy to yeah. use. Why am I having a mental yes. challenge with this? Exactly. And, yeah, once I watched the video, I was like, oh, exactly. goodness gracious. It yeah. couldn't be any easier. Yeah, I think we had the same thing. Yeah. And they come in multiple sizes. So there's a lace weight version. There is a kind of intermediate version that would work on most commonly used weights of yarn. Mm-hmm. And then there's a bulkier sized yeah. version. Yeah. So... And I think the middle and large size both come together in the package. And I think you may have to purchase the lace weight versions separately. Or maybe they come all three packaged together now. But at the time, they were separate. Back in April, they were separate. Yeah. So very nice little tool. It's a good one to have in your knitting arsenal of tools. It is. And yeah. it was a great giveaway. So thank you very much to Fix the Stitch for supporting the Yarniacs and supporting the Knockers Retreat. We appreciate that. Yes, we do. And actually, speaking of knit tools, I wanted to put in a plug for Handsome Fibers. So Charlene's awesome mother turned us on to a vendor called Handsome Fibers. They have an Etsy store and they also have their own website. They sell a bunch of different needles and they sell a bunch of different tools, some yarn and fleeces. And we each, her mom told us that they were having like a 20% off sale on certain needles. Yeah, they have a different item on sale every single day. So we both took advantage of that. And it just so happened that what I was looking for went on sale, I think the next day after I had been looking. So I went back to it after my first initial look-see and found the needle that I wanted on sale so I bought it because they also don't charge shipping yeah no (laughs) shipping so daily sales no shipping and with the first order I placed they sent me a 10% off code and there are a new thing well they're not that new called knit blockers they are imagine a comb you would use for your hair but shorter They have teeth, so instead of using stick pins to set out your blocking, you can use these comb type of things to set out and block your items a little more, I would think it would be more efficient to use these. That's what I'm thinking. So I ordered a pair yesterday because I want to block all of my log cabin squares before I seam them together. And I was about to block them and I thought, oh, it's gonna be a pain in the butt, I'm gonna have to use blocking wire, Mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. And then I thought, oh, 
I'm going to go see if Handsome Crafts has these nip blockers. And they did. I got my 10% off and they don't charge shipping. So it was a great deal. Their customer service has been fabulous. Their turnaround time. Charlene got her stuff like two days later. Mine went to Georgia and then went back to Handsome Fibers and then came to me. So it took me a long time to get my needles, That's but I wasn't bizarre. I wasn't needing them immediately. So it wasn't a problem. But and Handsome Fibers, went check on them vacation. out. They did. They took the they took the scenic <laughs> route to get the scenic areas. Or not as scenic. I don't know. I don't know where in Georgia they went. So oh. that's debatable. Well, thank you so much, as always, for listening and all of your chatter in the group. It's been pretty lively lately, and I really appreciate it. It's been super, super fun. Yeah, it has been. It's a nice relief this time of the year when there's lots going on, and I can always escape to Ravelry. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. So happy knitting. Thank you for listening, and we'll be back in two weeks. And to those of you in the United States who celebrate, happy Thanksgiving. All right. Okay. Happy knitting. Bye. Bye. You can find our podcast on iTunes at Yarniacs Podcast. Visit our blog with show notes at yarniacs.com. We have a friendly and engaging Yarniacs Podcast Ravelry group. My Ravelry name is Knitter Ninja Shar. Gail's is Gaily Whaley. You can follow us on Twitter at Yarniacs or on Instagram at Yarniac and at Gaily Whaley. 